Alright. Hi y'all. It's Sammy and Shay. And we're vivacious and vulgar. Back for our second episode. And this episode we are talking about trauma bonds and outgrowing friendships. So is it even safe? Is it safe to talk about this? This is a safe space. No, it is a safe space. I mean, is it safe in terms of you know what we know? Oh, oh, yeah. You got it? I did get that. And okay. Well, we're going to talk about outgrowing friendships today. That's a bit safer. That's. A, I think that's safe. We just won't name names. and. No, I think the trauma bond is okay. I'm talking about the outgrowing the friendships part. I, I think that that's safer than the trauma bond. Oh, no. I don't think anything's wrong with the trauma bond. So we don't have to oh. go into specifics about anybody else's story. Yeah. But um, this is a safe space, guys. Yeah. And you know what? It's it's okay to be uncomfortable and it's okay to talk about our grown friendships, even though you probably might still be talking to that friend. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like <laughs> Yay. Okay, so trauma bond. So why did we come up with I don't we didn't come up with the terms trauma bond, but why is that in reference to us? Want to tell people? It's how we met. I mean, I mean, not entirely. So, you know, we already talked about how we met in the first episode, you yeah. know, outside like East class, whatever. But, you know, when you start getting to the nitty gritty of why you're attracted to certain people, mm-hmm. it starts to make sense yeah. when you bring up what you've been through. Yeah. And I think the soul, whatever you want to call it, just is attracted to that in other people. Mm-hmm. And the difference is whether you guys are going to help grow each other out that trauma bond or you're going to keep going through the cycle mm-hmm. of what's traumatizing. Okay. Does that, does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, because I think, like she said, like we did not intentionally freshman year become friends. We were like, oh, we've been through similar things. They're not even... Uh, people outside want to make noise I can't. Um, not that not that we knew each other and were like, oh, you've been through this, I've been through this. It's similar in a way. Um, but it was kind of like as we got to know each other, it was like there was a reason I think that we became friends, I guess, in a way. Our spirits knew, especially with our whole group at the time when we first became friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it made sense. But again, how you said how you you have that bond but you can't sit in it. Like, you can't just be like, oh, we're dealing with this trauma and then never grow out of it to get better. Yeah, like, yeah. you can't you can't sit there and keep allowing each other to do the same BS. Yeah. Over and over and over again when you know it's better. And y'all know it'd be, y'all know y'all need to change. Like, <laughs> a lot of people be like, well, I didn't, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Don't yeah. sit up here and lie to yourself. Drag. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> don't lie to yourself don't lie and don't lie if that's your friend don't lie to them either yeah i think we have a very honest relationship and honestly speaking we don't always agree on everything that's okay. yeah we can agree and we disagree. disagree yeah agree yeah. to disagree yeah that's intense that is very intense wow no no because i'm thinking like yeah i think that goes into the second part of the conversation of like um what was the second part we were saying growing outgrowing yeah. people uh-huh. 
So when you outgrow people, I think that's what she was saying. It's like, you can't, you got to tell somebody when they're wrong. You can tell somebody, also acknowledge them when they're right. But if you know that they're doing wrong and it seems to be a continuous cycle, um, being uncomfortable and either having the conversation to be like, okay, so what are we going to do as friends, as family, whatever? Or are you going to get your SHIT together and we're going to evolve as one? Mm-hmm. So I think that's hard in any relationship, honestly, because I even had the conversation with my biological dad and I was just like, look, what's your plan? <laughs> because because I'm here and I've evolved so you can do it with me or you cannot either way I'm going to prosper but I need you to make a plan if you're going to be in my space and that's the same thing for friends and bonding with them um, from traumatizing things or things you guys have just been through together that doesn't mean that they need to be in your life forever mm-hmm. I really do think some people are just there for a season and then that's it like, nothing bad about it, but it is uncomfortable. Yeah, very. Yeah. I think, for me, I have, a, a, what is, abandonment issues. I tell my mom that all the time. She doesn't understand why I do, but I do. So, it's harder for me to let go of things. So, my attachment to you, although I'm not going to tell you I'm attached, because that's out of character, but I am. <laughs> she is so annoying. That's out of character. That's out of character for me. I won't be saying it, but I am, and so it is uncomfortable to let go and be like oh like you really were just for a specific season in my life and that season has came and went mm-hmm. yeah. have you experienced yeah. that um i know you experienced that a little bit while you were in college like the people you were your crew on campus oh yeah definitely how was that transition and, in you know it's, yeah that's and i honestly think that's why people say freshman year is the best year because mm-hmm. you don't know people yet so mm-hmm. everything is great. Everything is new until people really start showing you their colors. And honestly speaking, you know, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Like that, that is a real thing. That is really true because even thinking about other relationships in terms of like, you know, your your um, your friendships or even with your parents and stuff like that. Like, you know, to some extent, I do think that it's hard to teach a dog nutrient an old dog nutrix like that is hard to do mm-hmm. and oh my god i just lost my train of thought jesus bring it back jesus bring it back i had a lot of things i had like all these different topics going through my head yeah. while we were talking about it i was like oh yeah this is it and now we hit college outgrown people <clears throat> you had an experience while you were on campus outgrown yeah people. freshman year freshman yeah freshman year was it was really great i that was my best year in terms of just being out of my comfort zone and allowing people in and really trying to find, you know, my, my clit. And it happened and it was cool until probably ending the sophomore year. And I even got into the very first part of my best friend, my best friend at the time, my best guy friend at the time, you know, did I tell you? Yes. I didn't. I told you this. Wait, wait. I told you this. Y'all exposed because I did not know that. I told you this. Yes. Over what? I told you this. it was dumb. It was so dumb, girl. Dumb. What did you get away with that? Girl, uh, I think we had went to like Jack in the Box or whatever, and we were playing with the the shakes or something, and like he was mad I put whipped cream on his face, but he put whipped cream on me too. Uh huh. Yeah, and so he was really upset, and so uh, but I had to call him to uh, I left him in his car. So we was like really fighting over that, and it was just really stupid to me. Like really y'all was really like going back and forth about it. No, like we weren't like seeing each other. 
I'll lick y'all. So like because we were like the main, you know, part of the main ones in the clique, if we're not seeing each other, everybody else is not gonna see each other because There's his friends and my friends, we came together and made a clique type mm-hmm. of thing. And we all mesh well. So yeah, girl. And I was pissed off anyway too that night because when I called him, he said, I'm getting in the shower, but you can come and get the cure and everything go. So cool. I did that. And his roommates was like, I wouldn't let you go. And I said, you're not even a part of it. Yeah. So keep that shit to yourself. You don't know me. <clears throat> I, I did not know it. that. I didn't know yes, that that was like the root. Because I feel like that probably was the root as to why a part of the separation in general. Because when y'all first went away to school together, it was like you were cool and then it slowly. Yeah, well, he was one of those people. And, you know, watch out for people like this too. Um, when you got friends who switch up in different cliques. Honestly, I don't speaking, like that. I don't like that either. Like, you need to maintain the same energy with me at all times. I exactly. Don't like that. And there's a, and I think there's a difference between someone who's able to assert themselves and still be themselves, but mm-hmm. able to be malleable in different groups. Like, yes. you meet people who can literally blend into any crowd, mm-hmm. and they're just like people, people. Like, and then there's a difference between like you are really coming out your character to act like other people. Yeah. You know, and to make yourself seem cool or part of their group. There's nothing wrong. And if they don't accept you for, you know, who you are or whatever, then leave it. Um, but yeah, that was the case with him. Um, his roommates were um were assholes. Sorry, Lord. That's what it was. They were just real assholes. And um to some extent too, I just think that was always a part of him. Mm-hmm. Like he just was an asshole in general. Yes. In terms of like Internally, like yeah, internally, like, like his, you know, spirit got whatever. Like his internal monologue was asshole. <laughs> Not his internal monologue. No, like seriously. No, but like so, remember when we were in school together when he would like walk by us and not say anything. Say some days, yeah, yeah. He was just one of those people, and yeah. so when it came to his roommates, and you know, you hang out with your roommates quite a bit unless y'all really just don't click. Um, when it came to his roommates, his roommates was just total assholes. Like, um. One always had, both of them had everything handed to them. Um, one was a, one was an Asian boy, another one was a white boy. If we're just being completely honest. Um, and I knew everything was handed to him because on the day that we moved in and I went to go see his mom, um, the Asian boy didn't do anything. He literally sat on his computer and phone and stuff while his mom literally unpacked his entire room. And he said, thanks mom, you can go now. And I said, and she said, all right, honey, I love you. And I'm just like, Wow, can't relate. I really can't. And you know, and I yeah. and I get it because you know the um not to generalize anything, but I feel like, like the cultural thing. Exactly. Yeah. Especially for men to be um coddled, Yes, exactly. And uh it was just an interesting setting to look at. Like that just doesn't look right for your mom to sit there and do everything for you. You're a grown ass man. Like honestly speaking, you're I think they were a year older than us technically. So mm-hmm. you were nineteen going into college, you're you're grown. You can pack unpack your own shit. Like just period. So yeah. it was just weird. But yeah, they were just complete a holes. Like I said, I And that played a role in you kind of showing his true colors. Sh- showing his true colors and separating from women. Yeah, because I just yeah, I'm not finna sit up here and you're not gonna fuck with me when you're ready to. Yeah. You know, I just don't at any point when I see you, I'm going to say hi, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm going to text you and 
he like what's up like what's the move let's hang out and you know he did do that like at the end of the day i could say that he was very um around mm-hmm. like it it was like and the interesting thing is it was like he didn't like that side of himself mm-hmm. so he would not see me or he would see me and not talk next thing you know i'm gonna text you want to hang out yeah type of thing you know like you have to keep that get up but it's also a part of him mm. and it's like the part that he doesn't like yeah and it's like battling like which one feels better for me or um more comfortable or whatever the case may be or more so, kind of accepted i guess yeah yeah, yeah. does that make sense yeah, that yeah it's sense. weird it kind of all meshes together at the end of the day but um yeah we did have a whole last fight and it was just dumb but one night we just started you know talking and our friends was like y'all need to really just hash this out like y'all y'all's high school i don't recall you ever telling me that i did tell you this Uh, well that was five years ago it really wasn't that was five years ago so i really i ain't seen that me i feel like i ain't seen that in years okay i've seen him in two years but it's only been a year have it yeah it's only been about a year and a couple months yeah man time be flying it do yeah, but it was okay. I at first it hurt me since we're gonna talk about growing friendships. Oh, I was at pub. Oh, okay, pub. <laughs> I mean, if he does, like at the end of the day, there's nothing but love. Yeah, for honestly, him. like honestly, really did love love him. Yeah, still do. He's still probably a great person. I'm just, you know, just things just grow apart. It's okay to grow apart. And I think that's something interesting to be comfortable with, like you accepting them for who they are. And then also, but still loving them. Like, I think sometimes people get caught up in if you're not in the same relationship or the same type of space you were in, in with the person before, like, you have to discredit them or no longer like yeah. them. But I think it's important to still be able to love the person mm-hmm. or care for the person. You guys just no longer mm-hmm. occupy the same space. You're not in the same spaces in life mm-hmm. anymore. And that's okay. Kind of like, you know, you don't want. Yeah, I don't wish him any harm. We're just in different spaces as of now in my life. If we were to come back now, I don't know what that would look like. Yeah. Um, like, I want to see you eat. You just don't have to eat at my table. Exactly. Type of thing. Period. Oh, oh. Word. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> she better say that again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like for the bag. Yeah, exactly. Yes. yes. I want to see you eat, just not at my table. table. That's absolutely yeah. so real. Yeah, and that's okay. Like, it doesn't, and that doesn't mean I hate you or dislike you. We're just in different places. Exactly. Like, there's a billion people in the world. I'm not going to get along with everybody or want everybody in my space, and that's completely okay. Exactly. But I think that also plays a bigger role in it being harder with family. You were saying when we were off camera, kind of dealing with trauma bonds with family. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, family. The the sad thing is, is... um, when it comes to family, because you're, it's so ingrained into you that family is everything. Family is blood. Blood is thicker than water. But it be the blood that be up there hurting you more than than the water. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. you know, and it, and at the end of the day, it's sad, but it's also, you have to come from a place of, you know, people only do what they know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really can't be upset at that. Especially when you come to know better. And if you tell them that, you know, you're hurting me or whatever. And, you know, before, because of the our cycle, it would be like, you hurt me. And, like, you know, I'll get over it. But I still love you because you're my dad. You're my sister. You're my mom. Um, but now that I know better, 
and I can express my feelings to you. Now I'm putting, you know, some responsibility back on me mm-hmm. to um, understand and accept that mm-hmm. a part of the reason why I'm like this is because of you. Yeah. It is it is your responsibility, my responsibility to heal myself. But um, but you do. It is okay to put some responsibility on another person and go like, you know, are you going to be in it with me to get out of this? abusive thing that we have going on you know Mm -hmm. and um it's kind of it's really hard to explain especially when it comes to family because it's like like it's family yeah like what are you talking about a trauma bond like you bonded with them from the moment you were born so it's not like it's something you developed over um like but you it, met someone and you talked about the trauma that she went through. Mm-hmm. It's literally like you've lived it. You can it. go through it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah. you get what I mean. Yeah. Like you've lived it, but the other person doesn't know that you're being traumatized. Gotcha. And yes. the thing is, the reason why they're traumatized is because they've been traumatized. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's just a cycle of yeah, being it's traumatized. A domino effect. Yeah. yeah. And it's a crazy thing. You're not bonding over that being traumatized. The fact that the thing is you're traumatizing me because you've been traumatized yeah some way somehow and you never fixed it or didn't know how to fix it um and so i think it just comes with that conversation later on like when you realize where it stems from and having that conversation with that person yes it can be hard to talk to your mom your dad about it but at the end of the day um auntie whatever like honestly and i also think it depends on if you think it's worth saving mm-hmm. you know like your mom and dad is one thing, but like a aunt, excuse me, a sister, you know, like an aunt, a cousin, like, are you really gonna have to see them for the rest of your life? Versus like your parents, they had you. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you feel a little bit different about that one. It's like a tug when you feel like you should just cut them off completely mm-hmm. when you're on your own. Um, but you know, it's okay to cut them off if you feel like you told them over and over again that they're hurting you and they refuse to do anything about it. Yeah. There's a difference when you don't know. But when I tell you to do better and try and you don't, there's nothing you can do about that. Honestly speaking, there's nothing you can do. And at that point, it is your responsibility to heal yourself from that. Yeah. And have them in your life as much or as little as you want them to. Yeah. Because when you get to a certain point, it's definitely your decision and if you heal or not whatever that looks for. So if you're healing means you can't talk to that person for 10 years or something, a bit traumatic, but if it's what you need to heal, you have to do it. But in one way or another, it is your responsibility. Mm -hmm. Because when you sulk in it, you're just going to probably traumatize somebody Mm -hmm. else or keep traumatizing yourself because you're just reliving it internally or doing something really dramatic externally Mm -hmm. that could be another toxic thing. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it definitely is your responsibility and it's hard. It's it not is. fun at all. No. But nothing good ever comes from being comfortable, I don't think. Yeah. No. Because no. you want to blame them so bad. Because it's like, I'm not this way because of me. Yeah. Like, it's... And that's real. And, you know, it's okay to feel that. But, you know, you got, at some point, you got to you gotta live without attachment. And that's so hard. You know, it kind of goes back to, you know, like, having abandonment issues. Because mm-hmm. I have them, too. Um, But... It goes back to, you know, detaching yourself from outcomes and expectations and especially from other people. Like, you can't expect nobody to do nothing for you or to treat you a certain way. Yeah. And that's just, that's just, it is what it is. It's the world we live in. It just kind of sucks. But expectations is what really gets us mad. I expected you. I thought you would. 
and da da da, and it's like, okay, you thought, but that's not me. (laughs) You thought, thought. that's not what I thought. (laughs) And you know, a lot of times people just be doing what they think is best for them and like looking out for themselves. That sucks for you as a person, but at the same time, it's like you also have to look at people from the stance of you don't know their life fully either you mm-hmm. know what i mean like what demons they battle on a daily so yeah extending that grace to people yeah and sometimes yeah. you have to realize that when you extend it it doesn't mean that they don't catch it you can extend all day long but somebody they may not be ready to they may have like you said deeper demons mm-hmm. that they got to deal with that just don't allow them to grasp onto it to heal with you um and to get past that mm-hmm. trauma or not even trauma, just the fact that the relationship may just be tarnished. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it can happen. Yeah, it definitely can. And it's not saying that it can't recuperate later on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's always a possibility. You know, sometimes, and this, I feel like this goes a lot for, like, people who get together, like, actual relationships with the... Um, like, romantically? Yes, romantic mm-hmm. relationships. Thank you, I was trying to find the word. Um, where sometimes when I hear people talk about their significant other or something, like... It sounds like they're soulmates, but they have so much animosity or, um, like, um, issues mm-hmm. going on in a relationship. And I'm like, have you looked inward, you know, like, mm-hmm. at to yourself? See, what are you doing? Yeah, like, do you love yourself more, you know, love yourself enough to love another person? You can't love somebody else if you don't love yourself. And so a lot of times I feel like it's, you know, it's, we're not okay within ourselves so Mm -hmm. that's why we're clashing and it's like maybe y'all aren't meant to be together right now maybe you should cool it for a while i really believe you know what i mean yeah like i really believe that i do believe in that where some people meet too early or make the decision too early and then that's ultimately what ends the relationship for the rest of their life and honestly that could be your soulmate no i really do believe that like the right person at the wrong time definitely um with me how I was telling you how me and Potter are right now like a few years ago no no <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, no. No, no 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 that was not the move at mm-hmm. all um but I it definitely in my head I think that um he was the right person just the mm-hmm. wrong time so yeah and then you know present day we're intertwined in an entanglement um I hate you. Just, <laughs> not an entanglement but you know like we're entangled, entanglement um so back with each other i think it's really really possible and i think even with um even in families any relationship i think it's so like mm-hmm. um me i've been trying to rekindle my relationship with my dad and i think a few years ago no yep. it was not the right time it just wasn't um i wasn't in the space myself and then now it kind of is because I'm grown and I've done my own personal healing and he, I can tell he's doing his own thing. So it definitely can come back around and sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't. And it's just, that just means it's not meant to be, but sometimes it does. And you can, I think the thing about life is you can let it, make it whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. So you can definitely come back around to each other in whatever form or fashion. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing too about that is it sucks to be the, the messenger and the um and the receiver at the same time it doesn't if that make sense doesn't like it. you're the so one because you know your heart is in the right place mm-hmm. and you're trying to rekindle something and you know 
even though at that time in your life it you wanted that but because of how you felt about it you couldn't do it and then later on when you decided to do that it that wherever the other person was it caused them to feel that way but to be that person where it has to start with you sucks it does because it's like you'll get over it and be like all right i'm just gonna leave it where it is and then you're like man it has to be me yeah that is very irritating and i think in a way it can hurt because you're like man why do i have to keep being the person the messenger um but then i also have to receive the hurt and then try and make you understand why we're in this space yeah that definitely Mm -hmm. can be very hurtful it is um and it's a lot i don't know how you get past that though just because i think i've been doing it naturally most of my life i don't know how you yeah same and I, that's something I was also going to bring up too about like trauma bonds and mm-hmm. stuff where in our relationship you know we always talked about how we felt like we were fixers mm-hmm. and we kept attracting broken people because we're like especially you can tell with her she always goes what's the plan like what's your next step and that's always been smile mm-hmm. like what are we going to do to get to the next destination because sitting here walling about it is not going to help anybody. That's funny that um, you notice I say that. <laughs> no, you know, like, that is really every time, like, what's the plan? <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that, but we always talked about how yeah. um, we feel like we've always attracted those type of people into our lives. Um, yeah, definitely. Attracting yeah. people that need fixing, that need healing. Yes. I've had random people tell me their life stories, and I don't mind it. But sometimes I'm like, I'm receiving this. And then I also have to be the messenger too because you're coming to me, giving me all these things, all this energy, and I have mm-hmm. to receive it because you're speaking to me. And then I also have to be the one that helps you heal through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was talking to my therapist and she was like, okay, so then what point does the healer get healed? And I was like, wow. <laughs> I said, wow. I said, I don't know. And I don't think I figured that out yet. Have you? Yeah, I don't know when the end goal for that is. Um, but it definitely is something if you are a person who naturally latches on to people, you have to take a step back and be like, well, what is it that the other person needs if you're constantly putting mm-hmm. your energy into them? Yeah. Pour into people. Yeah. Pour if pour back. Pour back. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I also I I think, you know, I don't think there's no wrong way to go about it. I I think for me the place to start is, you know, learning how to say no people are so uncomfortable with saying no people are so uncomfortable with stepping on people's toes and clearly other people aren't are not okay not yeah not okay with stepping on your toes does that make sense was that what i was going for i think you messed it up hold on yeah i think i did mess it up (laughs) people are not uncomfortable stepping on your toes so why do you feel the need or um yeah, for the need to feel uncomfortable. Not even the need, but why do you feel uncomfortable? Yeah. So other people tell us when it's, at the end of the day, it's you who has to sit with that uncomfortableness Yeah. in the situation. It's like, I don't want to go here or there, or I really mm-hmm. don't feel like listening to you because I'm on, you know, my own shit going on. Like, yeah. Even venting to people, I have, um, I feel like most of the time people vent to me, but if you're not like my main circle and you vent to me, I don't feel comfortable venting to you because I feel like I already know what you're going through. So I don't want to add that to the fire. But no, 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 no. I'm going to vent to you. You're going to hear it. Uh, not you all the time. It's people. So when you say this, do you, is it people that 
would consider you a part of their main circle, but you're not a part of theirs. Um, or they're not a part of mine. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah. is it people, yeah. Where you don't I, consider them to be a part of your main circle, but they're but you're a part of theirs in their head. I feel yeah, yeah. I feel like that. In their yeah. head. In their I head, head definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even that, or just like um uh, people that I date or come into encounters with. I'm just like, wow, you're venting mm-hmm. to me a lot, but I feel like sometimes I can't do that for you. Not that they've made me feel that way. I just feel that way. They made but you feel that way. They did make me feel... Some of them do make me feel that way, but then <laughs> some of them are just like, I just feel like, well, already, you just went to me last week about something going on, so I don't want to kind of step on your toes if I know you're already going through something. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, adding fuel to the fire. But yeah, I mean, they obviously don't feel uncomfortable uncom- coming to me, so I need to get over it. So yeah, It's not necessarily all the time, but... Yeah. But it does take a, you know, a toll on your psyche when it's like... Damn, you really only talk to me or call me for when these things. Wrong. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, can't you call me to hang out? Like, yeah. maybe this could be more, you could be a part of my main circle, but because you treat me this way already, I can just imagine. Yeah. Like, um, moving forward, trying to really make those moves with you, how would it be? Wow. That's real. You know, like, yeah. you literally come to dump your. Yeah, you come to unload on me that I'm just stuck here with it just with it yeah no i had to get out of that for sure yeah um and just being like all right well i can't speak to you right now yeah or like not rushing them off the phone if i feel like it's going that way <laughs> but being because you know sometimes you're not in the space to yeah. receive all of that and if i know it's a lot going on like last night somebody called me and i felt like it was gonna be that and i had to decline the call because i was like i can't do it tonight yeah like it's just too much so you know if you are a person that is a leech Stop leeching. Correct yourself. <laughs> okay. Just give some blood blood. Yes, just give be a blood transfusion. Just constantly give some back, take some out, like all that. It needs to be a cycle. Yeah. Cause it's wow. and just so I don't think people really understand why it's so much to dump something on someone, even if it's not their life. To constantly hear someone being traumatized by something. It's a lot. Yeah. Or just hurt. Their feelings are hurt. Traumatized. Especially if you're an empathetic person. I'm a very empathetic person. So So for me, yeah, I take it on. Like, I literally can feel how you're feeling. I, oh God, you know what? That's a whole nother conversation for another day. Yeah. Um, What I literally be crying over movies. Like, we can't, you can't go to movies. You can't go to movies with me. I cry for everything. You I cry for finding Dory. Watch the movies at home with her. God, like I be rejecting people who come. Like y'all really want me to sit up here and cry, like, <laughs> like, cause it's so sad. Yeah. Um. So I know for me, like, it's traumatizing to hear people be traumatized all the time. Like it's, and that's all you come to me about. So after a while, my view of you is negative. Yeah. At some point, it's gonna be. Uh, what did they do to you today? Or what the hell you got to say today? Like mm-hmm. it's not. I don't look forward to talking to you. Yeah, because it's not. It's not fun. <laughs> no, it's not. And, and it, should, it doesn't always have to be. Obviously, if you're friends with somebody, but if it's a reoccurring thing, at some point that trauma bond, you need to break the bond. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's in you personally or with the person that is venting to you, because it mm-hmm. can be a lot, and it shouldn't mm-hmm. be every single time. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. That's not fun. That's not fun for me to even do that to somebody, but mm-hmm. let alone receive that. It is. I think I'm an empathetic person. I don't know if I carry it internally, but I'll overthink it for you when trying to get you out the situation. Mm-hmm. 
and then it'd be like if you. Well, that's a form of empathy. Yeah. No, no. I say I am, but I'm saying I just do it differently. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I'll just go crazy trying to get something together for you. What is your plan? And if you don't get a plan, I'm just like, well, here we are. Yeah. And you can just get socked in the throat, and I just. Oh my god. So it's crazy. The throat, Jesus. I do have a question. What do you think of friendships that don't necessarily add or take away from your life? Pointless. We're not friends. We're acquaintances. Neutral. We're acquaintances. I have people that call me their friends all the time. We're an acquaintance. Okay. It's just very like, and there's nothing wrong with again. You can eat. Just out of my table. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Or just um, you can call them friends, but I just say, oh yeah, like I know them. We're acquaintances. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Do you? No. Yeah. No. Or it's okay to have friends in different spaces. Like, you have, like, your work friends where you kind of only talk to them at work. Your friends on school. Like, I have friends just I only talk to them when I'm in class. Cool. I don't really need to see them outside. But I would would not say that we're friends. But, yeah, if it's kind of, like, a level um, and I say you're, like, a friend of a friend and I see you often enough, it's kind of like, eh, okay. We're cool. Mm -hmm. What would you call that? Entanglement, I'm sorry. Uh, you um, can have an entangled friendship, and that's okay. Yeah, you really can. Some of y'all do already, Jesus. <laughs> Yikes. Jesus. And we're going to close it out there because it's almost about that time. Yep. But is there something you want to say to the people in our second episode to close it out? <sighs> Got a word for it? If it's it? a red flag, you need to fix it. It's just, you know. You, you know, you know. If you was triggered, you know. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong being triggered. That just means something isn't, you know, fully healed in yourself. So go ahead and fix it. You got questions or comments, you can totally ask us or you can talk about it with somebody else. Let us know how the conversation went. We'd love to know. Yes. Bring up different points. Love different points of views. And yeah, thank you guys for watching, listening. Yes. And we will see you next week. Yes. Oh. No, we're still on. <laughs> First